Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. I'm excited today as we begin our study in St. Paul's second epistle to the Thessalonians. We started Luke 21 Radio with an in-depth study on 1 Thessalonians. You know, if you, um, if you want to go to Prophecy Boot Camp, Biblical Prophecy Boot Camp, there are really some key places in the New Testament that you want to be very familiar with. One of those we've already hit in 1 Thessalonians, just the end of chapter 4, the beginning of chapter 5, is critical. And now we come to 2 Thessalonians, and really in chapter 2, not that long a chapter of 2 Thessalonians, it's loaded with really critical information on biblical prophecies. And then if you want to round it out, the three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three Gospels, towards the end of those Gospels, not the very end, have Jesus's teaching about the end and of course, you have the book of Revelation. So if you have First and Second Thessalonians, the three Gospels, Revelation, and if you want to round things out, Second Peter and Jude, and you have a good handle on what the New Testament teaches about biblical prophecy. And we're going to be covering all of those as well as going into the Old Testament. But as we come to Second Thessalonians, I'm going to share something with you that I hope is an anchor, because I'm going to be sharing with you nothing novel or new. I try to avoid that. I want to teach in the perspective of what the church holds, but I will say there's quite a bit of both Protestant and Catholic notions about the end times that are going to be challenged as we get to the second chapter of Second Thessalonians. So you're going to see it in black and white as we go and study 2 Thessalonians 2. You're going to hear me describe it, but somebody's going to say, well, that's just Steve's interpretation of that. And sometimes, like the topics we're going to be studying, it's very helpful to have that second witness. And that second witness in this case is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And there's one paragraph of the Catechism of the Catholic Church that is a great summary of what we're going to learn in 2 Thessalonians. So I'm going to read that paragraph for you because this is what this epistle is teaching. Here we go. Section 675, Catechism of the Catholic Church. Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity in the form of a religious deception, offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth. The supreme religious deception is that of the Antichrist, by which man glorifies himself in the place of God and of his Messiah. So yes, not today, but in our studies of 2 Thessalonians, we're going to be learning about what happens before Christ's second coming. We're going to be learning about that final trial 
uh, that will shake the faith of many believers. We're going to be learning about what happens towards the end of human history of our pilgrimage on earth. And yes, we're going to be learning about the great apostasy, and we're going to be learning about the Antichrist. And that's an awful lot to learn primarily from one chapter of the Bible. But let me just ask this question by way of setting up the whole epistle is this. What really happens before the second coming of Jesus Christ? And, and here's one alternative. Uh, before the second coming of Jesus Christ, there will be a millennium or a golden age, or perhaps will there be hell on earth? In other words, before Christ comes, will there be a spiritual summertime, so to speak, or tribulation? Here's another one. We're going to read in 2 Thessalonians that there's a mysterious restraining power preventing the bursting forth of a worldwide apostasy. You know, I have studied this for more years than I care to even mention, but I think I have a really good suggestion for you exactly what this will be. We'll be digging into this as we get into 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And along with that, we're going to be seeing the rise, the reign, and the characteristics of the Antichrist. But again, remember 2 Thessalonians and 1 Thessalonians, two important books uh, talking about the end times. And remember, as we were in 1 Thessalonians 4, that's the place where we launch our friendly discussions which are with our rapture at any moment, folks, because that talks about the resurrection, the bodily resurrection at the second coming of Christ. Interesting, section 675 of the Catechism footnotes Luke 21, that's Jesus' teaching about the end times, and First and Second Thessalonians. So just remember, Catechism 675, and if you have a Bible where you put little notes on the bottom of the page, you might just put CCC for Catechism of the Catholic Church, and then 675. Okay, the context of any portion of Scripture is very important, and the context of Second Thessalonians is this. St. Paul had come to town, and that's what 1 Thessalonians was basically <laughs> describing, and he had to make an emergency exit from town. He had to flee for his life because persecution broke out almost immediately. He ended up in Athens and then a little later in Corinth, Greece, but he was very concerned because a lot of these converts had no faith background. They were pagans that had converted to the Catholic faith, and he was only with them a few weeks. Would, would they stand up to the persecution that was going on? And it's interesting that St. Paul was very concerned, and he basically sent his apostolic uh, ambassadors back to town to find out if they had flaked out or if they were standing strong in the midst of persecutions. And we read in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 4, Therefore we ourselves boast of you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith 
in all your persecutions and in the afflictions with which you are enduring. You know, you have to ask the question. This is a very serious question. Why were they able to stand? And what can we learn today so that we can stand like the Thessalonians did? Why do I say this is so important? Because back to the Catechism, section 675, before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. In other words, there's going to be a massive falling away, not just seductions from the great apostasy. That's going to be huge, and we're going to be talking about that in future weeks. But also, there's going to be a great shaking. There's going to be a great trial. There's going to be great persecutions. How were the Thessalonians, only three weeks old in their Catholic faith, able to stand under this type of pressure that would be foreshadowing what the church is going to have to go through in the future? How were they able to stand? Well, I'll tell you one thing that probably went on back then that uh, is not going on now. And honestly, I have a concern. I have a concern for myself. I have a concern for my fellow Americans. We are soft. I mean, right now I'm broadcasting from a radio studio without air conditioning. I mean, how horrible is that? I mean, you know, we're so soft. We, you know, if we don't have hot water for a day or air conditioning or we're, we're so used to abundance and comfort and ease. But here's something else that characterized these Thessalonians. In only three weeks of catechesis, St. Paul had taught them eschatology. Now, let me ask you, parents, let's say your children have been sent to Catholic schools for 12 years, and maybe some of you with little older children went off to a Catholic college for four years after that, might even have 16 years of Catholic formation. Let me ask you, can your children find First and Second Thessalonians in the Bible within a minute without using the table of contents. And, and again, these are rich epistles in eschatology. And eschatology, see, knowing not just where we came from, but knowing the end of the story, knowing where you fit in the story between the beginning and the end gives you the confidence to stand under pressure. Uh, can your children tell you one thing that's in either First or Second Thessalonians about the end times, just one thing. And I'm talking children that have had the advantage of 12 years of Catholic education or even 16. You see, they were taught eschatology, and here we have a whole season of the church year, Advent, where the scriptures about the end times are given to the church, and somehow we're missing it. I honestly can't figure all that out, but that's the situation. The second thing that I think characterized these folks is that they were taught from day one that the normal part of the Catholic life involves persecution, suffering, affliction, tribulation. You see, the airwaves right now this moment in the United States are filled with prophecy teachers saying that a rapture is going to assuredly 
pull all true believers out of the church before serious tribulation descends. In 1 Thessalonians, we read this in chapter 3, so that no one be moved by these afflictions, and that Greek word for afflictions can mean distress, tribulation, suffering. You yourselves know that this is to be our lot. So you see, tribulation and persecution are the normal Christian life. And St. Paul says, we told you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction just as it has come to pass and as you know. So these believers were taught from day one, if you choose to follow Jesus, you can expect persecution. And we read in 2 Thessalonians, I just read you verse four, Paul boasting of their steadfastness, why? In all your persecutions and in the afflictions or tribulations which you are enduring. You know, it's, um, it's absolutely nuts that prophecy teachers are telling Christians that they won't endure any tribulation, and they use First and Second Thessalonians to do that. And in the very context of St. Paul writing these epistles, First Thessalonians, tribulation, affliction, persecution, suffering. Second Thessalonians, afflictions, persecution, suffering. You see, this is the context of St. Paul's teaching on the end times which we're not really getting today, and we need today. Folks, you've been listening to episode 22 of Luke 21 Radio. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and join me next time as we explore more of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and 2. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.